And it is okay to complain. And it is okay to feel how you're feeling in these tough moments that this lifestyle brings. Not every day is going to be perfect and glamorous and you're just traveling a new city or a new country with your significant other and your family. There are days where you're going to be sitting here missing your family, looking at the space you live in, missing your house back home, and feeling exhausted of the responsibilities, feeling exhausted of the uncertainty and the what's next, feeling the anticipation of having to pack up everything and start over and meet an entire new group of friends. We sometimes feel this need to be perfect and never complain and be positive. And I'm just trying to stay positive. What if we just let ourselves feel how we're feeling? You're listening to Breaking the Ice, a podcast and community created for wives and girlfriends of professional hockey players, but since has turned into so much more. Stories shared by women around the globe who come together for a sense of connection and community. You may be in the sports industry, a hockey parent, an athlete, or a person who just enjoys podcasts but I can promise you, you'll be inspired by these women every single day while we evolve through the tips, tricks, do's and don'ts for all things hockey. And guess what? So much more. For women, by women, but especially for a hockey community. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Breaking the Ice. I am super grateful that you are here today along for the ride with this solo episode. I know that you have a ton of choices when it comes to what kind of podcast you listen to, so it is truly an honor that you are here listening to mine. I feel like I get that itch to record a solo episode every so often, and it was just time. I haven't done one since August, I believe, when I flew over here to Europe and I did a whole episode on travel anxiety. So if you have not listened to that, you can go back and listen, especially if your season is ending soon and you need a little bit of comfort. I feel like certain episodes like that for some people, it's like a comfort food. It just like allows you to know that your feelings are valid and that you're not alone. And a lot of us go through very similar feelings. So I will throw that episode in the show notes too, if you want a direct link to it. But I always like to go back and listen to episodes when I might be going through something that we've talked about just as like a reminder, because I feel like we definitely can feel in that kind of like isolated headspace sometimes, whether we're going through something travel-wise, contract-wise, friendship-wise, relationship-wise. So there's episodes for essentially every situation that you could run into in this hockey world. And if there has not been one yet, there will be. There's episodes every single week, every single Wednesday. So I'm just truly happy you're here. Today, I wanted to dive into the mental load of this lifestyle. I kind of got inspired by this episode because I feel like you see a lot of things about motherhood and the mental load of motherhood. And it kind of just inspired me for this episode title and topic of the mental load of this lifestyle. Because I really don't think that it's something we entirely talk about. 
I think we start to get accustomed that the things that we do, the things that we sacrifice, the things that we are kind of just used to, they just feel normal to us. And I don't know how many of you guys can relate because I'm raising my hand right now. I cannot tell you how many times I have had friends or family or just really anyone say to me, I don't know how you do that. I could never do that. I could never pack my kids and move to another city or another country. Or I could never live away from my friends and family. Or I could never X, Y, Z. I know they don't mean that as a judgment. I know it's not coming from a judgmental place. So I never take it like that. But my response is always, I'm just used to it. Or this is just my normal. I don't really have an option, I guess. Like this is just kind of the phase of life that we're in. But I think that sometimes if we take the lenses off of ourselves and we really sit back and look at our situation, we can really look and be like, wow, this has made me so much stronger as a person. This has made me a better mom in the long run, probably a better wife, because one day when we live a more so normal life, the little things are going to seem like no big deal after some of the stresses I feel like that get put onto our marriage, our lifestyle, our, you know, just everything. So the mental load. I wanted to like make some notes on this because I didn't want to just completely ramble for an hour and have you guys just be like confused and lost and not following where I'm going at all. And there was three really big points that I wanted to talk about traveling responsibilities and starting over and figuring everything out every single year. And then I wanted to share some of the things that have kind of helped me and my mental process throughout this lifestyle I was thinking about recording this episode last week, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because I feel like I needed some time to process. I was really kind of in the middle of a little bit of burnout last week, a little bit of frustration, resentment, just kind of feeling the sensory overload that this lifestyle can really bring. So I wanted to give myself a chance to really process it so I can reflect back and kind of share some of the things I was thinking and going through. As like every podcast that you might listen to, whether that's Breaking the Ice or whether that's any podcast, I feel like as humans, as people, when we're listening to something, we take what really resonates with us and leave the rest. So I encourage you to do that. This is, again, like my podcast. And so I'm sharing everything from my lens and my point of view. And You know, I think that kind of goes without saying, obviously, but I feel like I do like to remind people that what I'm going through and the feelings that I experience, that doesn't mean that's how everybody feels, but it's how I feel. And so I want to, you know, share my experience, whether that's good or bad with you guys, because that's kind of the whole point of this podcast so that you can really feel not so alone in your journey. So... Kind of going back to, I guess, the root of how I started feeling this way. Our league has kind of had a lot of games canceled, rescheduled recently. Um, 
And there's, you know, they only get really one day off a week. We're heading into playoffs. It's just a very busy time. Um, Also throw in a few like team events and stuff like that. And so I think it was two weeks ago, the guys were on the road for like three days. And I'm already laughing to myself because I feel like the girls listening that play back in North America, they're probably rolling their eyes like, okay, Devin, our husbands are gone for two weeks and three days is nothing. I would kill for three days. But this is all I know. Over here in Europe, the road trips really aren't as long as they are in North America, which hats off to you guys because I literally could not imagine being at home with ample responsibilities and no help for two weeks. You need to give yourself a huge hug because, again, that's just something that we perceive as normal. Like, oh, yeah, my husband's just gone for two weeks. Like, that's not normal, you guys. Like, this is, that's huge. Like, what an accomplishment (laughs) that you got through that amount of time by yourself. Any amount of time without help with kids, pets, It's a lot. And sometimes I find myself being like, this is a lot. I feel like I'm doing too much. I feel like I am, I have too much on my plate. I'm trying to work. I have the podcast. I have a child. I have two dogs. I have a house I need to keep clean. I have groceries I need to get. I have food I need to cook. You know, I have a bedtime I have to do every single night. I have to entertain and play with my kid. I have to take my dogs to get exercise. He, my son needs to go play at the park to burn energy while also making time for catching up with friends or family that fill my cup or just taking that time for myself where I can like literally just sit here and binge a TV show and just shut my mind off completely. So... Finding that balance is hard. And I think it's hard even when the guys are here. Because as we talked about, which we kind of briefly touched on in Jen's episode of The Unknowns Made Us Stronger. That was a recent one. I'll I'll add both of these episodes I'm talking about in the show notes so you can listen. But when the guys are gone, they come back and they're not always able to be as present as we sometimes hope in our heads not at their fault at all, but because of kind of the situation. Like sometimes they're rolling in at like six in the morning on a bus, probably slept like absolute shit on the bus. They're exhausted. I would feel like absolute shit if I was on a bus for eight hours and came home and had to wake up and just have my partner expect I'm supposed to jump up and do everything, which I certainly don't. I get up. I know, you know, I'm going to get up because I would feel horrible if I got in that late and had no sleep. You know, it's like you need to function and I'd rather you kind of sleep in so that you can step in later in the day and we can do things as a family. But after you're alone for, you know, a few days, a couple weeks, you're like, oh my gosh, I really need to go get a coffee by myself and just veg the F out. So kind of going back to a couple weeks ago, I also want to preface this, preface this, and I know every parent can relate. It's like, I absolutely love being a mom. I, my son is my world. I am obsessed with him. I love hanging out with him. He makes me so extremely happy, but I think I'm also someone that, and as we all are, and as we all should be, it's, 
when you think about what this lifestyle is, one of the sacrifices that you kind of make is that you are away from any sort of help. You kind of step into those responsibilities and roles knowing you're going to be the primary parent. All of our significant others can vouch for us that we are kind of all the primary parent. We're with the kids all the time. We have to kind of adapt and adjust to all these new schedules. And that's kind of, you know, pretty much put all on us because they have practice. They're gone every day. They don't get a ton of time off. And even though they're kind of done earlier in the day, their schedule is very, like, it's not consistent. They have a game on this day, this day, this day. Okay, now it's this day, this day, this day. And it's kind of hard to follow. When my husband was gone a couple weeks ago, I just kind of really hit that burnout mode because I, you know, my son is one, he's 15 months. He's so busy. He doesn't stop. And before when he first started walking or he was able to kind of sit and do things more for an extended period of time. But now I feel like I really have to be very hands-on. I constantly have to watch him because who knows what he's getting into if I'm not. And I also have, you know, like I mentioned before, I have two dogs. I have two large dogs that need exercise. And it's cold here right now. And, you know, I also have to get my son into the stroller. And this is just a little bit of backstory too, is like the... A lot of the parks here and the grass areas in Vienna, they're off limits to dogs. So I'm not able to kill two birds with one stone. They're actually not allowed into children's parks either, like even if they're tied up or something. So I can't just like take my dogs and, you know, my son out at the same time. It has to be two separate trips, meaning if I want to take Crosby to the park, I cannot take my dogs at the same time. I have to exercise the dogs, bring them back up here, then take him out. A separate time. So by the time that I sit down at like seven o'clock, eight o'clock, whenever he goes to bed for that day, I am wiped out, wiped out. And I'm looking around. My apartment is a disaster. I haven't eaten. And I'm already going through that motion of, okay, I need to go to the store tomorrow. I need to get diapers. I need to do this or that. So that kind of goes with the, the, mental load of motherhood, right? Like we kind of take on that primary role as a parent, which is fine. Honestly, I don't mind doing it. I love doing it. I feel like if I like to be organized, I like to make sure, you know, I'm not going to get down to the brim where I have one diaper left and we go out and do it. Like I do these things because I operate better when I'm organized. And so... Those three days, I just feel like it was a lot. And I'm kind of thinking in my head, which obviously, again, it's not his fault. It's his job. But like our husbands are gone and they're responsibility free for essentially three days. And they're going out to dinner and they're going to sleep in. And I'm just kind of feeling this kind of resentment creep in because here I am struggling at home, frustrated at home. And the guys are just on the road, just you know, in Italy, eating pasta and hanging out and doing whatever. And so kind of that inevitable resentment creeps in where it's like, must be nice, you know? So 
those few days were just a lot. And then the guys got in at six in the morning. So then the next day was kind of a bust. It just wasn't, you know, it was a regrouping day. The day off was a regrouping day for my husband. So that was kind of building up. And then I kind of started like spiraling. And it's not that I'm like sitting here just like, oh, oh, like huffing and puffing, but it just kind of accumulates. And I'm thinking to my, I mean, what really got it to accumulate was I'm like, you know, since my family didn't come, I accepted that. I understood it. But also it just sucked because I was so looking forward to that being like not only my break, but just like my little sense of home um, in the season to be like, okay, my family has now left. It is now January. Now we're like, that was a nice gap of time that I got to see them feel refreshed. And then I can, yeah, so that didn't happen. So then I just felt like that kind of whole time through January was just, like I said, I was in a total funk. It just dragged ass. And then February went by quicker because I'm like, okay, the season's almost done. So I was just kind of feeling like, I don't have help. I don't have a break. I feel like there's no one, like no babysitter or anything that I feel super confident, like just like leaving him with and being able to go. Like, I just can't really like completely relax. Um, and then on top of that, and I'm not sharing, I'm again, And again, I feel like I don't even need to say this, to be honest, but I just feel like I want to make it a point that my intention is I'm sharing about the load. And I know that you guys will understand and take it as it is. I'm definitely not looking for sympathy. I've kind of processed and moved through my emotions, but I'm sharing with you so that you don't feel like alone because the mental load is a lot for everyone. But anyways, so my husband's injured. He has a shoulder injury. He had to get surgery on one side like a few years ago, six month recovery. Now it has happened to this other shoulder. And he has to get surgery here in Austria after the season. And we're kind of like at a point where we're like, okay, wait a second. So he has to get surgery after the season. How do we get compensated for this? Because we're going to have to go back home. He's going to have to get rehab or physical therapy for it. And then we're going to be out of a contract for the first three months because it's a six-month recovery. So how does that work? And if you're listening right now and you've been in a similar situation, I would genuinely be curious to hear how you guys handle that because we're kind of like, okay, this is like a really tough spot to be in. Like, does the government pay us? Like, do we have to stay here? Um, it's a little bit messy. So, you know, we're kind of in that talk right now where his agent's trying to figure out what's the best, um, you know, choice for us because we don't really know where to go from here. And his agent's like, well, you might have to stay in Austria for six weeks and then come home and then you should get the money. And so, but he doesn't know for sure. He doesn't even know if we can get the money for sure. So, We're in like this kind of weird limbo right now. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't stay for six weeks because I have my retreat and I don't want to be like, I have to get ready for it. I have to order stuff for it. I mean, there's things I want to do and get settled and organized. So I'm not like moving back into like a chaotic house, you know? So I'm like, well, I can't stay six weeks. Like that's, that's, I mean, that's really impossible for me to do. And my husband's like, okay, well, you just might have to fly back alone. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh, like, <laughs> are you joking? Like, it was just like such a, you know, such a brief, normal thing to say, like, well, you know what? You might just have to fly a 24-hour travel day with our son and our dog by yourself. Oh, yeah, no prob. Sounds good to me. Like, what? Actually, anyone listening that has a one-year-old knows or just a busy child, that sounds like actual hell being alone with no relief and a dog on a plane by myself for that long. So I started to be like upset. I'm like, I did not sign up for this. Okay. Like I, yes, I'm here. I have accepted the fact that I don't have help. I know that. I know most of the responsibilities are put on me, but I didn't sign up to fly internationally with my kid by myself. And that makes me upset. Um, and so then kind of all three things combined. I just felt very burnt out. I felt really sick of hockey. I was like kind of going through those check marks in my head of, is this still worth it? I am like a pretty uptight person, honestly. And I haven't really always been like this. I used to be, I feel pretty carefree. I could let loose and have fun. But as I've gotten older, and I don't know if that's just because I've become more aware of all of the dangers in this world, but I'm like pretty uptight, probably social media too, just reading stuff online. And so this lifestyle makes me even more uptight. And sometimes it really makes me feel like I'm crazy because I just feel like I'm completely spiraling out of control sometimes. And I'm not even saying that to be dramatic. Like it's truly how I feel, especially if you are someone that struggles with anxiety or depression and you get planted into this chaotic lifestyle, it is really hard to feel sane sometimes with all of the unknowns and the changes and the expectations of your responsibilities. So that kind of hit me. So it is possible I could be flying home, which again, at the end of the day, if that's what has to happen, then that's what has to happen. Is there someone that can come out and help me fly home? Maybe. But at the end of the day, like, that's expensive for people. And I don't know. I don't know. It's something that we have to figure out. But it's it really, like, the responsibility overload really just started hitting me a couple weeks ago. Which leads me into my next topic, which is traveling. So this was kind of added on to it. So, man, the traveling aspect of this lifestyle is a absolute insanity. Just nothing makes sense at all. Whether that's like even before the season or after the season, I think I'll more so kind of speak to that after the season grind because that's kind of in the stage that... We either will all be in shortly or we're about to go through it right now. One thing that I'm actually really fortunate for is this is the first team we've ever been on where they let us book our own flights. In the past, which I'm sure you guys listening probably can get this, like especially for Europe, you have to go through the team to coordinate your flights home or coordinate your flight to Europe. And it gets very confusing, especially if you have a dog, a kid too, because you want the shortest and quickest way to get there that align with the times that you like. But with a dog too, like there's certain countries you 
that are more difficult to have layovers in and you want to make the, the flight as easy for you with the dog as possible. So coordinating those flights and when you have to go through the team is a lot. Figuring out that what you have to pack to go home and leave behind. You're like, where am I going to leave my stuff? Do I leave it with a teammate? Do I leave it with like a teammate that's returning for next year? Do I get a storage unit? Do we just pack everything and go home? How do we pack everything and go home? Do we send boxes to go home? And it's kind of funny because you're like thinking about like, it's like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. It's like, yeah, guys, everybody has to do this twice an effing year. Twice a year we do this, which we look at it and we're like, this is so normal. This is so normal. No, it's not normal. It's crazy. And then it's like you have to figure out everything that you need for your apartment when you get here for the season. Or you leave stuff because you're not going back. And then you have to buy all new stuff again and drop a bunch of money on stuff to make your apartment feel homey, which is worth it. But it's also expensive and it's exhausting. You're like, I just bought this eight months ago. The traveling aspect is very stressful. Doing a big flight twice a year, a big move. A lot of us, a lot of us have year contracts, year to year contracts, um, which I'm going to be doing an episode with someone about this soon. Having to start over and figure everything out wherever you're going, whether that's a new city or a new country, having to learn maybe a new language or learn where the grocery store is and where things are in the store and where you can get X, Y, or Z. Um, Like for me, I, I feel like I really, this lifestyle has really gotten me to step outside of my comfort zone, obviously. Um, I always admire people that are super independent. And I think I definitely am in some aspects. Like I like to be alone. I like to have my space, but yet I And I wish I would be a little bit more independent in the sense that like I feel very confident and comfortable going places by myself, which I'm really bad at. I like have the worst sense of direction of anyone you've probably ever met. And so I get really stressed out if I don't know where I'm going. So like going to Prague and like driving there was a really big step for me. And I'm proud of myself that I did that. But um it's, that's not something I would normally do alone. And so, you know, especially like, in a, obviously when I'm back home, I go places by myself all the time. But like here, I'm a little bit more reserved to do that. I think I'm, you know, a worrywart. I like, I get very confused easily. And I like to be able to be with like a friend or my husband, obviously, to tell me like where we are and what we're, what we're doing if I have a question. So trying to figure that all out. And then like, you know, I do feel like we don't necessarily talk about this because again, it is just so normal, but like packing your stuff up and like being placed in a new friend group every year is like really hard. And especially if you've been somewhere for a couple of years, which we've been fortunate to do a couple of times, like you do form these kind of close bonds with girls and then people leave and go to new teams and the whole group and dynamic gets split up after you just kind of invested a lot of time into getting to know people. So it is hard and it's sad and you really don't know if you're going to see those people again. And then it's like, you have to start over and meet a whole new group. And 
again, like I've met so, so many of my close friends through this lifestyle, but also it is hard to put yourself out there, meet a new group. Maybe you're not going to vibe with the group. Maybe you are. You don't know what you're going into. I also want to take a second to acknowledge the fact that a lot of women have to stay back home and they can't even go with their partners. There's a whole additional aspect where they don't know when they can go. They don't know if they can go. Like with all of these COVID restrictions, that's been kind of up in the air for all of those people. And the stress that that can bring onto your mental health is is heavy. And even though I'm not in that stage of life right now where I am having to do long distance, I have been there. And I know how exhausting that is just when things were normal, air quotes, <laughs> but now throw COVID on top of it. And there's a lot more to it. Like it's not as simple as it was to just hop on a flight and come visit for a few weeks, a couple months. The travel has become a big issue for people. Also, moms that have to stay back for various reasons. Making the choice to have maybe a little bit more consistency or have your kids on a schedule or if your kids are older to have your children in school back home, which can mean months and months without help. Months and months without seeing your partner, only seeing them over FaceTime, your children missing their their dad. It's really sad for the, the moms. I am a mom, so I'm going to speak to my experience of being a mom in episodes because that's where I'm at right now. But I also don't ever want to say like, just because... I'm a mom, it's harder for me. Or just because I have a pet, it's harder for me. It's hard for everyone. It's important to show compassion and sympathy because everybody's going through different things in their lives. You know, there's people that are over here and maybe they have a parent or a family member that gets sick or passes away and they're over here in Europe not able to go home or they're over in North America across the country or in a different state or in Canada and the US and there's you know it's like there's so much that is added to it of just being far away and apart and just feeling that longing for that connection or that longing to go home or to be home. I also really think it's important to have these open conversations with your significant other And if they love you, they'll understand. I think we don't have to make things perfect and always act like everything's okay so that they can excel in their career. Like we're people too. We have feelings too. And we don't have to just sit back and make it so it's like comfortable. My husband, if he listens to this episode, he will probably laugh as to the fact that I am very vocal if I'm going through a hard time. Or if I need support or if I'm feeling down, like I'm very vocal about that. And I don't think, even if I tried, I don't think I cannot say anything. It would just be written all over my face. It's definitely challenging. And the long distance aspect of everything is really hard. And I also want to touch on the fact that there are a lot of people whose husbands play in the KHL and they're in Russia right now. Or very close and it's a very scary time and I mentioned this on my Instagram post but my heart is absolutely breaking for 
the world right now for Ukraine. And I honestly can't imagine how stressful it would be to have your significant other in Russia right now. And really with all the uncertainty and the unknown answers and the confusing answers, I've heard a lot of different things from a lot of different people. And you guys are in my prayers. And I just genuinely think you guys are so strong for having to go through something like this. Like no one should have to worry about the safety of their significant other. And I'm a little bit like mind blown that hockey is kind of carrying on per usual there. It it doesn't seem right to me, but I mean, I feel like every person that's over there who's an import should have the option to go home if they want to. That's not really something anyone signed up for or expected when signing over in, in Russia this year. So just know that you guys are in my thoughts and my prayers and I can't even imagine what you're going through. Anyways, I just wanted to really come on here and just talk about how it's not normal to do all this and it is okay to complain And it is okay to feel how you're feeling in these tough moments that this lifestyle brings. Not every day is going to be perfect and glamorous and you're just traveling a new city or a new country with your significant other and your family. There are days where you're going to be sitting here missing your family, looking at the space you live in, missing your house back home. And feeling exhausted of the responsibilities. Feeling exhausted of the uncertainty and the what's next. Feeling the anticipation of having to pack up everything and start over and meet an entire new group of friends. We sometimes feel this need to be perfect and never complain and be positive. And I'm just trying to stay positive. What if we just let ourselves feel how we're feeling without, I I do think it's important to be positive. And I find myself saying that too, you know, I'm just trying to stay positive. And for me, it's like, I'm doing that because I know that if I let myself be super negative, it's not really benefiting the greater good. But I also do know for me, when I'm going through something, I need to be able to process that. If I'm shoving my feelings under the rug and I'm like, don't think about it. It's fine. We got to get through this. We got to power through. We got to be busy. We got to hustle. We got to be busy. It'll hit me like a ton of bricks. So I really have to sit here and I have to process and I have to move through however I'm feeling when I'm feeling it because it's going to show up in other ways. Like I will get, like I notice when I don't process what I'm feeling and I just try to brush everything off. I get really angry at these smallest things. Like I will be pissed off because a place was closed when I, you know, tried to go. Or I will be like so irritated by something or be really impatient or, you know, like it manifests in different ways. I think there is a beauty in in seeing other people share things that they've gone through and came out the other side and and it's changed their perspective. And I think that's amazing. But I also think a lot of people don't talk about things when they're, when they're going through it, like when they're in, in the meat of it and they're in the meat of these situations. It's like, 
you're working through it and you're processing it and maybe you're feeling this way and your husband knows you're feeling this way or your parents know you're feeling this way, but your husband kind of has a different perspective because he's on this team. He has his routine, his, his teammates, you're here for his job. And if you're, you know, kind of venting or talking about your feelings with your parents, that's really good emotional support because they know you and they understand you if you're close with your family. But I also want to encourage you to not be afraid to talk about these feelings with other people maybe that are on the team, maybe other girls. And I think there needs to be kind of a discrepancy between the girls where it's okay and it's like a safe space to have these tough conversations because if these tough conversations are not happening, then we feel even more alone, especially in this world with like COVID. These two years have been some of the hardest years of my life and having these conversations with women over the Instagram page or through the podcast has really broadened my perspective and has made me feel a lot more validated in the experiences that I've been having. And I hope that this is doing the same for you. I hope that you guys are able to make connections with people in this community. I hope you're able to listen to episodes and really, really resonate with what we're talking about because I try to obviously be a neutral person for topics, but I also don't want to not talk about the hard stuff because it's hard. If we're not like being vulnerable and opening ourselves up, we're really missing those opportunities to form deeper bonds with people. And having conversations when times get tough and being like, this sucks, I'm having a hard time, you'd be surprised at the people that will show up for you. And also by talking to other people, whether that's on your own team or if you don't feel comfortable doing that, talking to another person on the in the community, maybe that's a person who you listen to their podcast and that, re- that person you you just felt a connection to and you just want to reach out to, they get it. These girls get what you're going through. Your parents, your family, your friends back home, they might not go get what they're get what you're going through. So they might give you advice or an opinion from a standpoint, but not really understanding completely everything. So if you're going through a hard time or you're stressed or you just need someone to talk to, don't be afraid to be open. That that allows also as a lesson of growth for you, especially if you're introverted. Sometimes I feel like I share too much with people. I'm like, oh my God, this was too much probably for them. But I've also learned that I need to delegate. Um, One of the things I've done, I've actually only done it twice this year. I'll probably do it again towards the end of the season. But I have hired a house cleaner because there was a couple weeks where I'm like, I can't do it all. I'm feeling overstimulated by the mess. I feel like I'm nonstop cleaning and there's still crap everywhere. And for me, that's such a shit feeling because you're like, I'm exhausted. I've spent all this time cleaning. I'm frustrated now. And I think it was like a month and a half ago. I'm like, I'm having a house cleaner come tomorrow. I just Googled house cleaners near me, Vienna. I picked someone that could come tomorrow. It was like $20 an hour or something like that. So like the total was like 60 euros for three hours of cleaning. And I just felt better. So sometimes you need to delegate those really easy tasks because it makes you feel better and it's good for your mental health. Hiring a babysitter too is important. 
whether that's even like you put your child down for the night and you and your husband go out for a date night and someone can come just sit here. Not necessarily like, I mean, I think it is good to try to schedule that if they're on the road to have someone give you a little break in the day to actually engage and interact with your child. The the date nights are important. And I think like my husband, he'll be like, oh, why don't we just bring Crosby or we don't need a higher house cleaner. We'll just clean it ourselves. And I'm like, it's kind of not the point though. Like he kind of misses the point with that. I'm like, the point is like, it's too much for me. And I, I'm really trying to recognize this feeling that comes up when I need help. It's, and it's, it's a feeling. (laughs) It's kind of funny because I try to relate it to, you know, that feeling when you haven't eaten for a while and you start to get really irritable and you're really cranky, but you really can't help that you're feeling that way. But it's, all because you're hungry. And then you're like, damn, I am a biatch. But no, you're just hungry. You're actually just hungry. And the same goes for sensory overload. When you have all of these responsibilities and you have so much going on, it's like, can I clean my own house? Yeah. Can I watch my own kid? Obviously. But I am feeling like I need a break from this. I need a break for a few days and would like, yeah, there's going to be a mess. But I'm talking about I need someone to come deep clean this place because it's too much for me. So I try to explain it from that lens of like, it, it is kind of a funny feeling though that comes up. It's like I feel this overwhelming feeling of, oh my God, I can't, uh, uh, my mind's just racing. So I know in that moment, you need to delegate. You need to get some help. Or the same goes for like cooking you know what? I don't have the patience tonight to cook or to sit and wait for dinner to be made. So we're ordering takeout and that's what I need in this moment to be able to relax and to to take something off my plate. Or I've gotten better about asking my husband, like, okay, we need to go to the grocery store, but like, I don't want to go. Like, we don't need to go together, but I also would like a break from being a mom. <laughs> So can you please take Crosby, go to the store, here's my list, perfect. Or I'm like, hey, the dogs need exercise. Can you take Crosby and the dogs to the dog park so I can be here alone and so I can clean alone? Or like I try to ask myself every single day what I need to do to feel set up and good for the day. So like, especially when Charlie's on the road, like if Crosby's napping and I like didn't get a lot of sleep that night before, or like I went to bed too late or something, or he got up super early, I'm like, you know what? Do I have things that I could do right now for work? Or could I get up and clean and mop the floors? Yeah, I could. But is, are these things that need to be done this moment? No, they're not. But I am really tired. And I feel like right now my energy and my my energy is really sacred because I need my energy to continue throughout the day since I'm here by myself. So I'm going to use this opportunity that he's napping to rest myself, whether that's resting as closing my eyes and trying to take a nap or resting as binging the Real Housewives and shutting my brain off of everything I need to do. So I really try to ask myself every single day what I need. And some days what I need is you know what, I really need to crank out a bunch of work today during his nap so that I can 
really be present the rest of the day and not have to have this like kind of lingering thought that I need to do things for work. Or you know what? Today, the mess, like I don't know about you guys, but like for me, when they're when the mess is accumulated and it's been a couple days since I've really thoroughly cleaned, it's all I can think about. So like that would be a perfect example of me needing to say like, hey, can you take everyone out of the house? I really need to like clean so that I can feel better mentally and so that I can be a better mom and I can be less like nagging at you or whatever. And then some days I think doing things like self-care, like I need to go get a pedicure because I've been looking at my feet for like three weeks and it's bugging me. And that's a good way for me to get out of the house, veg out on my phone, get my nails done and just chill. So I think delegating and really honoring where you're at because every day is going to be different. I'm not someone that likes, I, I do like to plan my days of like, loosely like okay this is what I need to do and I like to check things off a checklist but I also want to allow flexibility like I'm not someone that's like 7 a.m wait wake up now I'm gonna work out then I'm gonna eat breakfast then we're gonna go to the park then we're gonna go do this then we're gonna do like it's like no I wake up and I'm like okay this is what I have to do this is what I'd like to do and then depending on what our day looks like that's what I do so (sighs) I feel like that was a lot to be spewed at you guys, but I hope that you grabbed something from this recording because I just wanted to share that you're not alone. This is a lot. This can be heavy. If you are finishing up your season here soon, I hope everything goes really smoothly for you. I know it's overwhelming to do that packing, moving, cleaning situation, But I plan to share some advice on the Instagram page. So make sure you're following along with that. I hope to just spread some guidance as we're kind of going through the motions of that as well. We'll probably be here for at least another month, maybe month and a half, depending on how playoffs goes and surgery and everything like that. Um, But obviously this community is really close and special and important and to be able to kind of share and connect during these times and these transitions because, yeah, this moving back home is another transition. So we're all about to go through this another this new transitionary, is that a word? I don't even know, transitionary phase together collectively. And um, I think it's important to talk about. So anyways, the mental load of this lifestyle, we are all rock stars. We do not give ourselves enough credit. I think we all need to take a million vacations a year. Like, I think that we should just, I think that's why I'm so excited to go to Nashville because it's just kind of a break from all the responsibilities and it's just a really fun little getaway. So I've been talking for 45 minutes straight, so I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, but I hope you guys like this episode and we'll catch you next week. (laughs) 